What? I need a reason. <laughs> Don't say money. Why do this? Why not do it? Because yesterday I walked out of the joint after losing four years of my life and your cold decking teen beat cover boys. Because the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes, the house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Folks, welcome to the first ever recording of Regular Fun's LFG, uh, featuring me, myself, Victor Marka. Uh, I am a gambler. I have a blog site. I do a whole bunch of things that um, I shouldn't be doing. I should be working. I should be doing real things. Um, but my life is boring, and so I do these things to keep myself entertained. And now I hopefully that uh, I can bring this to you and uh, the entertainment that we uh, try to bring the content. Uh, so regularfun.com, go on out there and check it out. We are uh, geared towards gamblers, but it's about entertainment. It's about having fun. It's about creating events. And it started this year, which was a really great idea because what you want to do is during a pandemic where you can't go or see anybody, you should create a website which is almost dedicated solely to places where you can go and see people. So that's what I, had, I, that's what I did. That's what I went ahead and said, let me do this. Let me start this. Let me go get it. So that's where I'm at. My name is Victor Marka. My handle is GFY Marka uh, on Twitter. Uh, I think it's a regular fun post also on Twitter where we post a lot of our uh, articles, our jackpots, our blogs, things like that. Uh, the website is regularfun.com. Uh, the Insta is regular fun media uh and um there's three or four other accounts please check it out in the youtube below the information uh and, and just welcome uh today we're going to talk about all things gambling we're going to get square here with the covid we're going to understand what we're allowed to do what we're not allowed to do and uh just gonna hopefully have a good time hopefully the car is that oof i do not look cool um i i am cool but i do not look cool today so we've got a lot of things coming for us here. Um, obviously, this podcast, LFG, uh, we've got a, another podcast in development, uh, a lot of issues uh, with that one right now. It's a scores and odds one, um, and the lines are easy enough. Uh, our crew has their own uh, system. They use the same bookie system that bookies have been using since the birth of time. You read the book, you look at the line. You say this one, that one, you look at the players, you figure out what the fuck is going to happen, and then you make some adjustments based on how you see it. Then you get in front of a camera or on an email or on a, a hot list or anything like that, and you let people know what you think is going to happen. And you take credit for anyone that happens, and you completely deny or excuse away anything that you're wrong about. That's exactly how gambling works. That's how gambling advice works, and that's how we're going to do it. Problem is that we have many people uh, that don't understand what it is to look at a camera or talk on a microphone. So uh, incredibly successful, uh, intelligent, uh, engaging people cannot seem to get their shit together. We have the outfits, 
We've got chains. We've got hats. We've got naked chaps if we need them. Um, we've been using those for decades now. But, you know, at this point, they just don't understand exactly how to uh, actually turn on the camera, hit the record button, and do something like this right here. So almost going to have that any day now. Uh, hopefully, uh, right after this, I'll stick my thumb up their ass and we'll have it. So that's coming. Uh, and title TBD because we don't know yet because they can't make up their fucking minds. But uh, that's my crew. I love them. There's no way around it. I'm not going to be able to exist uh, without them. Well, I could, but I'm single. So, you know, it's either me and the machines or hanging out with them and having a cocktail. And the funny thing about gambling uh, for me is I was always a bit of a gambler. I always enjoyed my gambling when I was a kid. Uh, when I was eight years old and nine years old or 10 years old, we'd go to a restaurant. We'd go to Patty's. Uh, there was a video poker machine there. And while I'd wait for my double fried chicken, yeah, daddy didn't have abs. Uh, I, uh, I would play that machine. I'd get a fiver and I'd go play a quarter or two. If I made like four bucks, my father would come over and he'd just throw it away on one bet when we were leaving. Motherfucker. But that's what life is. Anyway, fast forward 30 years and here I am. And uh, I, I found uh, gambling again, mainly because I can only drink so much anymore. I feel like when I was younger, I could drink, pass out, throw up, and then come right back to the party, and it would be fine. Nowadays, if I have a, a fifth of McAllen, say, and I invite everybody to come and try some, uh, you're not going to be able to recover as easily. And uh, the thing about getting old and dying is um, calories make you extremely fat, where when you were younger, you could have a 5,000 calorie a day diet, and that's not a problem. Um, nowadays, it is a terrible problem. I um, am extremely caloric intake, and uh, wowie wow, you know? So, working through that stuff. But please check out our blog, check out all that stuff, regularfun.com, and, and, and just let me know if you, on the comments section or wherever you want to, throw a piece of rock in the air or come to a casino and yell at me and tell me what I could do to fix it for you. Uh, there are a lot of things going on in uh, America right now. The, uh, you know, the casinos and everything. So when we created this podcast, and, you know, in talking about podcasts, uh, it really is, I always wanted to, I've been sitting on this for a long time because I've been trying to come up with a good opening. Um, you know, growing up, uh, or actually uh, first in work and college and radio, there was the Stern Show. But really, I ended up falling in love with Ron and Fez, WNEW in New York. Um, ONA, of course, uh, and, and a number of shows after that that came through the serious, serious ones, and of course the podcasts that are out today. But I, I find like the best uh, uh, shows or podcasts have an anthemic opening, right? So uh, like uh, ONA had Ecstasy of Gold, which uh, while ONA was probably number two on my list, I'll always say Rana Fez WNAW was the greatest uh, show that ever existed. Um, uh, ONA had that uh, opening that just was uh, smash, you know, with the buildup, everything you'd wait if you were getting ready for work or if you're just lying in bed because you're hungover and you're going to skip work, uh, you would just wait there because there was always these uh, pre-shows, people talking, you know, replays or whatever. It didn't necessarily start at six or seven or whenever they started back then uh, uh, or whenever. Uh, or I guess there were two or three, but um, it was, it would build up and then finally it would cut to 
Ecstasy of Gold. And when that started, you knew you were about to get uh, Knockwood some new content. And so I kind of wanted to do the same thing uh, like that or like Ron and Fez with the Juggalos. Everybody come see the greatest show. Gather up all Juggalos and roll. Oh, every time I heard that, I lost my shit. I had to find a good quote, a Clooney quote in the beginning here from Ocean's Eleven. One of the best. Uh, there'll be more coming. I just wanted to start with uh, you usually are uh, internal groups advice to each other, which none of us fucking follow. Uh, but I highly recommend you all check that out. And, you know, you want to have a nice little build up rise and then a pop and explosion. And that's how it's supposed to be played out, man. Um, and Stern had a good, Stern had a good opening too. Uh, I mean, these crews, you can maybe say the great show came before the great production value of the opening, but that really was something that had always bothered me. And uh, at least I got something I don't want to throw up on right now. Um, so I'm going to stick with that. But uh, it, and it's about those anthemic songs, really. When you, when you pop it, it, it Ecstasy of Gold or, or The Juggalos or any of, uh, well, Ron Fez probably went through like five or six or seven different songs throughout their uh, WNW and Sirius um, uh, time. But it was, it, once, it got, once you got used to it, it was all in. It was phenomenal. So, yeah, that was the greatest. Lots of stuff going on in America, gambling right now, pretty much. Um, and, I, and if you go to regularfun.com, you'll see that I have a blog post about where you could actually have fun during COVID. And my number one places are all places that have extremely low population density. So it's fuck all to any of the actual infection itself. With the low rates, it's almost uh, impossible to communicate, communicate, communicable, get back and forth on that. Um, but also these places don't have mask requirements in certain areas. So like Deadwood doesn't make you ma wear a mask ever. It's phenomenal. You go there, you could have a conversation with the person that you say hi to. If you go to a bar, you could have a cocktail and you can enjoy whatever's going on there. Uh, at this point, I think they are allowing a larger group. So you could have like a band playing, you could have 50 people in the area. Uh, that's phenomenal because throughout America, that is not the case. In uh, PA here and in New Jersey and in Las Vegas, masks are a requirement on the floor no matter what. Um, you know, it, we can't even really go to LA or LV uh, because coming back, there are, uh, in New York City at least, in New York State, and in Massachusetts, there are restrictions, quarantine requirements, things like that. But in those states that aren't there, there are still quarantine requirements in the sense that if we, uh, if we hang out with people that have businesses, people that have children in sports, or any of those things, and God forbid one of us actually has contracted uh, a virus that by all you know, standards and observations is not lethal, um, and in asymptomatic people is completely ineffective uh, at, at causing any kind of trauma or, or damage, um, it's scarlet letter at this point where you're not allowed to, uh, that might end, uh, somebody's, uh, sports, uh, ability to go to the sport might actually shut down the program. So that's crazy talk right now, but that's the world we live in. So we're not, we're not even trying to go to places like that right now. We're staying very close to the, you know, Mid-East Atlantic area where we're, uh, we're kind of the, the group is allowed to go. Um, so a lot of Atlantic city, a lot of, uh, Pennsylvania casinos again, um, and, and well, New York is finally getting ready to open up, uh, some of their casinos. Uh, it is not the same experience. I think we all know that, uh, we are, uh, how do you put a mask on? How do you have a conversation? 
uh, with people that you've just met or even with people that you know well. Uh, I, I'm not going to invite my uh, friends, family, whoever out to uh, a restaurant. Well, restaurant, you could take off your mask, but uh, at the casino, you can't even approach the bar at this point. All cocktail service is in the seat that you're in and you have to consume the drink in the seat that you're in. The laws are a little bit, the enforcement is a little bit lax at this point because everything I've just said about the disease itself is uh, ostensible at this point. Um, so to enforce those kind of uh, laws is, is somewhat of a, an overstatement. And, uh, and, and the casinos, while policies are established to do it, I, I, you know, I, the original when we were going and you had to, uh, full mask, no drinks allowed. That was strictly enforced. That was crazy. Uh, you couldn't bring uh, a coffee downstairs if it was yours and you were going to keep it in your own person. Couldn't pull your mask down for anything. They were up your asshole to do it. So things have changed enough that you could walk around with like a water bottle. You could walk around with a coffee, um, even though you're supposed to drink it. And it's somewhat the, the consideration is. Jesus fucking Christ, my laptop died mid-recording. This is a high-tech studio, everybody. Buckle up. It's going to be a good ride. You know? Um, but that's where that is. The uh, drink is gone. So we're going to pause here to talk about a little bit of beverages while we're out here. You know, I like Templeton, right? Um, I do it on the rocks, uh, which some people uh, would claim makes me a little bit effeminate or uh, fairy or gay. I'm an ally, so... Let's continue on moving on on that. But um, mm, rye, rye can be harsh. Uh, and Templeton's got a pretty good um, booze price point for its quality. And the interesting thing was when I was in Cali, it's almost uh, 5 to $10 cheaper per, uh, per fifth on this stuff. So really great. McAllen, I used to like McAllen. I'm really more into Abalore, into uh, more of the PD Mossy kind of thing, smoky. Um, so, uh, love my Johnny Walker, double black. Uh, great. Uh, I like blue too. I, I, I just don't have it enough. I don't, it's not that I don't want to pay for it. Lord knows I waste enough money on gambling, but I'm just not, it's not my cup of tea there, perspectively. Crown Royal over here. Uh, family favorite. We, if you're Guido and you've been drinking, uh, your whole life, you'll know that VO Crown Royal were sort of the, uh, upper echelon of the seventies and eighties drinking. Um, we had a lot of cool things when we were younger that I wish were around today. Uh, a lot of clubs that you could go to, um, of course, third, I think third, third generation Italian, Sicilian, depends on who you're talking to. Um, but we had our own clubs about the region where we came from. So Sarah DeFalco society, we would have, uh, you could have a membership. I never had a membership. My pops had a membership, a lot of cool shit there. We could always get into that at some point. But um, they had like 400 bottles of ale. And it was, when you were a kid, you could go and steal one. Sort of, okay. But, uh, I mean, that's where it is. Hmm. So, hoping uh, the casino is going to open up um, soon enough. But honestly, without uh, removing the face masks, uh, not getting rid of that requirement. I'm not exactly sure uh, how open it's going to be. I remember somebody in the beginning had told me, 
when this started that we were done for the year. So it was, it was uh, February. It was March. It was March. I just got my place on Venice Beach for the month. And my hope was by May, we could get back out there. Actually, by April, we had, um, we had booked um, the 180-degree suite up at, uh, at Planet Hollywood, which hasn't opened yet and will never open again. It's going to be sold probably to uh, Seminoles, to Hard Rock. And a great, that's a great decision if they actually do it. Uh, the Seminoles know how to do casinos. Hard Rock is uh, one of my favorites in Atlantic City. I think their brand is recognizable. Everywhere you go, uh, you know what to expect at a Hard Rock. A little bit pissed off that Pink Taco isn't at every other casino. Because if you go there, they have oak fish everywhere. Beautiful restaurant. Great restaurant you should go to if you can. Um, Pink Taco used to be the place we would go in Las Vegas when we would go to the Hard Rock after rehab. Now, after rehab sounds like we went to the rehab and then we left rehab. No, you go to rehab, you drink enough alcohol to throw up once, you drink enough alcohol to throw up again, you might make out with somebody, you might hook up with somebody, you definitely make it to the casino at some point somehow, and then you pass out. And when you wake up the next day, you go to Pink Taco. That's how it's supposed to be. That's the understanding of a hard rock casino. So I still have a little bit of problem with that. But outside of that, I think that uh, the Seminoles really got their brand down. Hollywood, Florida has a phenomenally beautiful casino, beautiful looking, wonderful. Uh, oh, God, just the, the um, people watching available there is amazing. And by people watching, I mean tits and ass and hookers. Uh, it's, it's really good. It's, it's really something to go see. I highly recommend it. Tampa. I haven't been to, uh, friends have told me it is a beautiful casino as well with beautiful restaurants and wonderful, uh, stunning, just layouts, things like that. So get out there, enjoy yourselves. But, uh, you know, hard rock, if they took that place in planet Hollywood, that would have been great. Of course, we were supposed to go uh, for the draft, uh, to the one degree suite. And if you know where those are, the strip-facing ones actually have a perfect view of the Bellagio's water fountain, which was where the uh, actual draft was supposed to take place, where we were all going to watch it. It was going to be fucking awesome. We were going to have – we had bar service. Our plan was to hire a uh, – not an escort, a service lady to uh, serve us and be our uh, waitress upstairs while we had a party and watched it all happen. Um, there is no service ladies available uh, because Planet Hollywood is closed because of this fucking COVID pandemic, which, you know, in hindsight, I don't know if we needed it. I don't know. It's cool. Anyway, haven't been back to Vegas uh, since uh, March, as I talked about. Um, very disappointing, but that is life. Um, uh, you know, March, I was there. Um, gosh. It was a week before uh, the president announced his uh, sweeping lockdown recommendations about shutting down the country. Um, uh, and um, it was phenomenal. I sat at a, a machine. I lost tons of money. Read it on the blog, please. It was my number one post. Um, and, and, and she was gorgeous. And she served me all day. And she saw I lost a lot of money. And she didn't show me her tits because she was already showing me them because Cosmopolitan makes them wear outfits that show their tits. Um, but 
it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Um, we had a relationship for almost eight hours, which is about, you know, one one hundredth of what my normal relationships are like. Eight hundred hours? What's that? Is that right? So 240 hours would be 10 days. Uh, and if you multiply that by four, that would be 40 days. Oh, that's way too far. Uh, it's probably more like 400 hours is my typical relationship. If I get past two weeks, it's kind of a real uh, significant step for, for me. Um, I'm not a good dater. Um, I'm married to the job uh, when I have a job. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it, for me, it's just like, I want to have like, you know, 10 kids or whatever, but I got to find the right one. And by the right one, uh, you know, I'm talking perfect is what I'm looking for. So I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to keep looking. You know, it's, it is what it is. But let's hope that everything opens up soon. I honestly don't think we're going to be able to take off masks until next year, um, until after the flu season. I don't see, I, I don't think we're going to hear much about COVID from uh, politicians after November. Uh, but I think the media, this is a, a hot button um, scenario because we do live in a protective uh, culture. So, you know, it, it, we've evolved from where we used to be in the 50s and 40s and whatever have you to here where now we are protective, where before it was more of deal with the consequences uh, when they happen. And, and we've evolved into a risk society that prefers a lower risk profile over uh, uh, gain. And I think, you know, we could talk about this later, but I, I, I'm involved in risk management in a lot of places. And um, it, it, the always ignored risk, uh, and it's not ignored, it's just not given enough attention, is opportunity risk, right? So if a firm, for example, doesn't take an opportunity to grow in a certain area, they will lose the competition. Um, does that mean that they won't incur any of that risk and possibly fail? 100%. Um, but you need to make that decision how risk averse you are, right? Because right now we are in the position where our decisions have impacted uh, workers, impacted America impacted the world in, in many ways because we, we are leaders in some, in some capacity there. Um, impacted our children, impacted uh, the ability to go to sports games, impacted all these things that may not seem like a big deal right now, but I think in the way of life it is an important thing to consider. So I'm not saying it should have been done or it shouldn't have been done, but I don't know uh, how much of opportunity risk was considered uh, when uh, implementing all these restrictions. So big thing, uh, but I don't give a shit about that. It's not about me. Um, it is, I mean, you're watching me. It's about me, but more stuff happening in America. Good news in PA. We finally got uh, bar stools coming in. So Barstool Penn national, uh, it was a matter of time before, uh, their application was developed and ready for release. It's about to go. Um, Portnoy is, uh, at least in this area. Uh, well, he, you know what, I'll tell you what, man, uh, the stock markets as well. There's been a lot of, uh, and you may, so let's even back this up a step. So uh, Portnoy has a David Day, Day Trader show. Um, it's a great show. He's a funny guy. He's a smart guy. Um, and he's a straight shooter. Uh, but, you know, he he's trading now as opposed to betting, doing sports betting. And he's coming back to that too. But um, 
The David A. Trader, uh, some have said, have driven the stock interest from gamblers because they didn't have anything else to do. Um, and the other argument is, is that just a natural progression. If you're not taking action on uh, gambling, then you're not taking action. You got to find action somewhere else. You know, you can't go for a hike and attack a piranha or a snake or a bear. Uh, I don't know how you can attack a piranha, but whatever. It's not important. I'm smart. And the thing is, I think perhaps there was real uh, truth around that. So a lot of people don't want um, gamblers to return to casinos. I saw a couple articles today. I think the Post has an op-ed. Uh, whatever. Fuck them. Um, you know, what? It, it is gambling a sin. It is, of course, uh, in the sense of uh, it is a, an idle hands practice, right? Um, people should not look to do it professionally. Uh, whoopsie. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things that um, is here to stay at this point. Uh, it's been in the capacity, it's been in the society for so long now. And uh, just the way it was adopted uh, full board at this point, it, the genie is out of the bottle. Um, I'm not sure how to put that one back in. So any kind of the, any of these op-eds really don't uh, make a lot of sense to me, um, especially because stock markets is gambling. I, 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 I can't stress it enough to anyone. It, you could, as a person, come to me and say, Vic, I'm going to give you $1,000 and go over to that video pokes machine and see what you can do with it. And I promise you, I'll probably turn it into a lot. I'm good at that shit. Problem is that the casino doesn't have the same relationship with the state as the stock market because the stock market owns the state. So it's a little bit different, which is why they pay 15% capital gains tax or whatever they pay. And, uh, you know, why they're allowed to afford a lot of ways to hide their money in their investments, where with gambling, anything over $1,200, Uncle Sam gets a direct report on. And then you have to prove to Uncle Sam that you spent that money or lost that money, really, uh, in somewhere else. And it's, it's a pain. It's a pain in the dumpa. I'm not going to lie to you because there's not a gambler that's up. There's not, I don't know a gambler outside of winning a lottery that has, uh, that's up lifetime. It, it, just, it just doesn't happen. Even annually, it, it really doesn't happen. Casinos are beautiful. Have you seen them? When I go to Planet Hollywood and I'm looking down over the Bellagio and the Las Vegas Strip, I understand I'm probably going to lose because I really like that room. I really do. Um, and, and that's part of the gambling where you can't necessarily purchase that room. Uh, so that's, that's a big deal to consider. And, uh, in, in the stock market though, it's almost the same as an investor. When you try to actively invest, how often do you actually make that money? You know, uh, if you take a neutral fund or you take, uh, explicit stocks that have been recommended to you, you make money, but you don't make nearly as much as they projected. You don't make nearly as much as, you know, the, uh, broker dealer, the asset manager, the people that sit on the top that make the rules, the house. So something to consider there. And, and I, I, I understand that it's investing in an equitable company, but I feel like that is still uh, the same kind of gamble at this point, uh, especially because I've been in the industry a long time. I know a lot of these people, uh, they're wonderful people, but it's just like uh, all humans. Everyone is flawed. Uh, everyone has a, an opportunity to make mistakes. 
everyone who goes ahead and goes and drinks a fifth of McAllen from time to time, nobody's perfect. And the next day has consequences for that, right? So if you're an extremely boring person and you're very regimented, then yes, odds are you're probably going to make money. But there's very few people like that I know in the world. They probably sit on the top of the world. They're like the billions guy. Um, but uh, even they have staff that make mistakes. These corporations are not infallible. Uh, red tape prevents a lot of the opportunities to make money and also uh, prevents a lot of the opportunities to uh, fail as well. But uh, it's important to know that. Hmm. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about before we go is I just got off a long week of gambling. Very, very long weekend of gambling. Um, started on uh, Mon Sunday night and it basically bled until yesterday. I was in AC. I was down in Avalon visiting friends and um, I decided let's just fuck it. We'll go for a couple of days and just enjoy ourselves. Well, uh, I ended up going by myself because I'm a degenerate and um, started at Oceans. Oceans was great. Uh, the swings were unbelievable. Uh, I, I, I cannot imagine um, how an unexperienced gambler could handle those swings. Um, and, and, and then I went to, uh, to Golden Nugget. Beautiful suite at the Nugget. Now, Oceans was just a nice high floor suite. It was nice. Um, uh, but the ability to be comped, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And, and, you know, for anybody that cares, it's, it's an interesting discussion because when I, when we were, when we were younger, uh, in our twenties, we, we would joke, we had a friend that would, uh, call Chong, he would call up, uh, the place and he would, he would let the host know, um, it first off to get a host, you have to gamble like a maniac one night, at least. Um, if they're, uh, interested in you, if you made the right barrier, there's a threshold, uh, been on the $50 table for, uh, more than 30 minutes. And I guarantee you, you'll get a phone call, uh, or an email, uh, the next day or the week after, um, that's sort of how they clarify that. If you're in slots, you're going to have to do a little bit more. Um, you're either going to have to play many hours or you're going to have to, uh, bet, uh, above, I think it's uh, $10 a hand at that point. Um, if you do that for a duration, uh, you'll be in good shape there. There is no one time bet you can make, uh, that'll drive, uh, a host to you, um, unless it's ridiculous, uh, something that, you know, any entry level person wouldn't want. So, or if you're a celebrity, if you're a fucking celebrity, you'll get a host right away. Um, that's important, but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where it's at. Hold on. Did we get, did you just die? Why is that ring in there? Yeah, let me call you back, okay? Bye. Oh, Jesus.
somehow my recording device actually took a phone call. So we got lost again. I'm cool. I'm fucking cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. It's cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm going to have a sip of Coke Zero. I'm cool. I'm just going to have a sip of Coke Zero. Hmm. Okay. I'm cool. I'm cool. Anyway. So, Casino Comp. Yeah. The entry levels are uh, in case it wasn't recorded, and I'll fucking cut it out anyway. 50 bucks. I think Blackjack for half an hour is sufficient it's a lot of money a lot of bets um video pokes or video pokes you gotta play a lot of money um slots i'd probably put it around uh ten dollars for half an hour average ten dollar bet i would guess we'll get you an email or a phone call if you're a celebrity you're gonna get the call it doesn't matter just call the casino say i'm a celebrity or have your assistant i.e you pretending to be someone and ask for that you'll get you'll get the higher card you'll get all the benefits you'll it's the VIP entrance. If you're a celebrity, uh, those are kind of cool shits. Um, and and I, the coolest thing I've ever seen, which is uncommon and and made me love them forever. Uh, uh, the big guy from Everyone Loves Raymond. What the hell is his name? Brett. Uh, Jesus Christ. Isn't it not Brett? Jesus Christ. Oh, Raymond. That sounds real fun. How does Kumi do the? How do you do the voices? Ah, oh, fuck it. Anyway, uh, he was uh, he was there by himself, checking in his entire family and friends. Uh, he did it himself. He went to the VIP lounge and, and he got them all, and he tipped the girl a fucking wad. Uh, real class act. I was really impressed by that. So uh, that's that's something to consider. Um, and, and you could do that if you want. Uh, in terms of comp and things like that, so if you go to the casinos and you have your own card, um, comp is not what it used to be. Uh, when, we were, when we were kids and uh, my dad had his comp card, there, you know, he was at the Sands and, and the one story he, liked, he used to love to tell was, you know, they just comped him, but they comped him. He was, now he was a big player. He would go and, and maybe have a, Forty, fifty thousand dollar playthrough. That doesn't mean he brought fifty G's with him. He could have brought one G and just played it through, uh, you know, forty times. In other words, you make those successive bets to get to that number, to get to a level, and at that point, you become—I uh, don't know if you'd say whale, but you're a big player. Whales are million dollar people at this point. Um, I, I, even I'm not there, <laughs> but you know, you might get there someday, Vic. Just patience. Um, and and the story that he tells, of course, was we used to have uh, these cool ass rooms in the Sands. Had two floors. There's a penthouse, uh, butler service. They would put out uh, food when you got there, like cold cuts and not just bags of chips, just everything, man. They had uh, and you would have you could schedule the butler to like cook for you, and you could have them go out and get food if you wanted to. And my dad and his brother, they would just uh, you know check everybody in, um, and then go downstairs and gamble. Uh, but, you know, it was top-notch, and at one point, the story he tells is he had two separate cards. He gave one to his friend and their family. They had about 10 people. He took our family uh, to uh, two separate restaurants at the same place, fully comped. Uh, it wasn't even asked, wasn't even questioned. He thought he might get talked about, talked to about that. But again, they were all under his umbrella, and the comp was a little bit looser. And I'll even say, you know, so that's a cool situation. 
but in terms of the unfortunate situations where you go and you lose your ass, right? When you lose all your fucking money. Well, you know, when the mob ran the casinos, you know, outside of the corporation, they might still have investments in the casinos, but they're not run by the mob per se, or by uh, a subset or a personal touch, if you will. Um, even though they took all your money, if you were broke, they made sure you got a meal. If you were broke, they made sure you got home. If you were drunk and you were a good person, they made sure that you got taken care of in some way, shape, or form. Um, if you're an asshole, you got special treatment. But by and large, that was the personal effects that corporate casinos cannot give to you. Um, I've had friends that come with a couple hundred dollars that lose their money that are begging for a hotel room. Uh, I can't even get a meal on the whale because they didn't play through enough because the comp rate isn't good enough for their little card. Uh, it is, it, it is a new world in that respect. And, and, and so the days of old comp are gone. What I will say though, on the other side is once you do make the threshold, once you do get to a certain level, um, uh, then things do get easier. Um, you know, uh, once you have access to a host, you can, uh, negotiate some of those things, depending on the casino. Uh, not a fan of Mohican Sun, Pocono Downs. Uh, I'm just going to say that outright. They, they don't treat their players right. They never have. Uh, we've gotten into um, begging arguments. I won't call it an argument where uh, we, we, I've literally brought up my phone and showed my play at other casinos and the exact kind of compensation that I received, and they won't even go to a tenth of that. So um, not a fan. But, um, you know, it's the local casino, so what am I supposed to do? Anyway, uh, but to that effect, it, it literally proves the point that the corporation can only do so much anymore. Um, also, there is the concept of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton uh, individual. Um, we are terrible people um, by nature. We're all assholes. I'm an asshole. Um, and, you know, we kind of almost... I think it's born out of the coal mining thing where I don't want to say victim mentality because it's almost a fuck you mentality. It's a little bit different. It's not victim mentality is always like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. No fuck you mentality is like, you need to prove to me why you deserve something. Uh, so even the uh, lowest level of person in class structure, if you will, uh, can tell the highest level of person in class structure. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't aware that you deserve this. And until you prove to me that you do, uh, or make me, uh, I'm not going to. And so I think that uh, that might have a reflection on the comp from that area as, who, as well. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. Kind of my personality. But um, we're stuck here. It's part of life, right? So that's the comp stuff. We'll have more comp discussions in the future. Uh, but what I did want to end with is tonight we're going to be going out, um, you know, this week was a full casino week for me. Uh, I hit Oceans, I hit Caesars, I hit Bally's, uh, I hit Borgata, I hit uh, Nugget. I got murdered at uh, got murdered at Nugget, murdered, and I had a half comeback on the, on the morning on the way out. Uh, God bless uh, the guy for throwing a couple comp bucks in or free play in my machine. I don't understand how I hit it, but whatever, cool. Um, didn't get murdered at Caesars. It took a little beating. Uh, I did go to Trop 2, too. Uh, I got a little hit there, uh, but also got murdered. Um, so not terribly. I, I netted almost even at Oceans, which is unheard of. No, I, I, Well, it's not unheard of, but 
the the swings that I had there, I should have been dead. I should have been filing for bankruptcy right now. Um, didn't happen though. So thank you, Oceans. I love you. Um, and and that was pretty much it. But a beautiful week uh, after the people cleared out. I'm not a big person, people person. Uh, I am, but you know what I mean. I like to play in peace. I don't necessarily need the drunk guy screaming at me while I'm playing. So that was awesome. And um, and then tonight we're going to go to Mohegan Sun poking it down as much as I just shit on it. So we'll be in our room drinking. Uh, I welcome everybody to come on down if you catch this. Uh, hit me up on, of course, uh, Facebook. I have my regular fun page on um on Twitter, it's regular fun posts. On Instagram, it's regular fun media. I myself am G F Y Marca M A R C A on Twitter. Uh, come on out. Let's have some fun. Let's gamble. This is going to be a great podcast. We're going to have more podcasts coming from the regular fun channel. This is going to be uh, hopefully jackpots, hopefully all that kind of stuff. My cousin wants to do a fucking slot pool. We'll do one. Um, have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Good luck and uh, good out. Bye.